I am here to talk about what happened in my relationship with Army Hammer. I haven't really digested this one. I have a fantasy about having someone prove their love and devotion and tying them up in a public place at night and making their body free use and seeing if they will fuck strangers for me. My bet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely tying you up and incapacitating you and then being able to do whatever I wanted to every single hole in your body until I was done with you. Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and moisturizing pro-vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage and a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The blurring sponge tip applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at amazon.com slash instant eraser foundation. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I felt like this was all perfect. This was amazing. He would say things, God, you're so perfect. How could you be this beautiful, this smart, so funny? It's like you are made for me. But then things changed. He pushes your boundaries a little bit at a time. You're his, completely. These are messages that are being sent literally within seconds of each other. I mean, he said, I'm 100% a cannibal. I'm freaking out. It was all he wanted to ever talk about. Then you get a note that says, I'm going to bite the f*** out of you. And he was just like acted mad. Hello and welcome to Real Crime Profile. I'm Lisa Zambetti. I'm a casting director. I have a real interest in real crime and the minds that solve those crimes. And with me today is... 
Laura Richards, criminal behavioural analyst, former New Scotland Yard, founder of Paladin National Stalking Advocacy Service and host of the podcast Crime Analysts. And I'm Jim Clementi, retired FBI profiler, former New York City prosecutor, writer-producer on CBS's Criminal Minds, and also involved with Criminal Minds Season 16 on Paramount Plus called Criminal Minds Evolution. You put so, your great radio voice on yes. there, Yes. Oh, my, my goodness. Yeah, amazing. Well, I like that I voice know. a lot. <laughs> Thank you. So today we're here to talk about a different kind of entertainer. And Lisa, you brought this to our attention. You read about this quite a while ago, didn't you? Well, you know, there's an actor who's been in the news um, lately, uh, much controversy around him. And there's a documentary around him that we're going to mention. But, you know, a long time ago, I guess in 2017, I read this article and it's called 10 Long Years of Trying to Make Army Hammer Happen. And it's by the wonderful writer, Anne Helen Peterson. And she wrote this article way before any of the more salacious and possibly criminal allegations about this actor came forward. And, and her point was, why do the powers that be in Hollywood keep trying to make him a star? And her her bit, her larger point was to, why is it that white, good-looking young men uh, are entitled to have chance after chance after chance to become big box office stars after flop after flop when a woman uh, of color, you know, gets kind of one chance. And if her TV show or her film flops, that's it for her. And really? so that's that's kind of what this article was about. It went through his career and all the ups and the downs and and how he he made his career in the beginning playing entitled rich kids kind of a-holes and there was some kind of connection there to his real life story anyway so it was just a really interesting article and of course as time has borne out now, now for me i he's not even on my radar i think i saw him in the social network and i never happened to watch any of his films and we'll talk about this in a second but his biggest claim to fame recently was Call Me By Your Name. And everybody in my community, everybody in my queer community, even in my straight community, were like, this movie is awful. So I, I, I never went so I never went to see it. That. So I never went to see it. You know, thank I had my, you so my friends, much for saying that. Even in Danny acted the whole thing out for me. And I'm like, what with the peach? He fucks the peach. What? I don't want to watch this. So anyway, go ahead, Jim. Well, I don't even remember a peach in it, but I do remember a boy who was a teenager who was being groomed by an adult who was played by Army Hammer. And I think Timothy Chalamet played a teenager. I don't know if he was a teenager when when he got the role or when he acted this role, but he played a 17 year old and and this and Army Hammer played an older guy who was on vacation and meets him and seduces him basically and has sex with him. And the kid actually like falls in love with them. And then one day Army Hammer just disappears. And then he gets a call months later. Oh, yeah, I got married today. Just want to let you know. And the kid is devastated. Well, if that were a movie about an older man and a younger girl back in the day, that would have been called the Lolita film. And Lolita is a film that that showed that kind of relationship. And it was accepted then. But it is now hopefully despised i don't know why because it was a boy that it was celebrated and won academy awards why and so it disturbed me that he would 
play a role like that. But everybody held him up like, wow, he this is groundbreaking. This is great because it was a male on male relationship. And I really it really offended me because it depicted the sexual victimization of a child. And let me tell you, there are laws in the United States of America that if you leave the United States, which his character did to go to another country and have sex with a child, that would have been illegal in the United States. That's travel. That's international travel for the purposes of sexually exploiting or victimizing a child. And that is illegal in the United States. He would have been arrestable and convictable for that crime. And yet it was celebrated in this movie and it was celebrated in Hollywood. And I was really offended by that. I remember you talking about that movie, Jim. I didn't see it either. And I have to say, I didn't know about Army Hammer. I didn't know he was an actor. I didn't know about his family, about the history. What I do recall is about the allegations of numerous women, actually, on Twitter, I believe it was. And the things that were circulating were about his sexual fantasies, his rape fantasies, and about cannibalism. And I remember that happening. And I guess more on my radar was him being called out again when he went to the Golden Globes and he wore a pin for Time's Up. So it's back in the Weinstein context. And lots of people called him out. He was on the red carpet. And that's when a, a number of the women were very angry, and quite rightly too. But now there is this documentary, a three-part docuseries, which is a Discovery Plus documentary, and it aired on Friday, the 2nd of September. And I know people in the UK are able to watch it on Sky. And Lisa, you were very keen for us to cover this. And so I did watch it. And I I have to admit, and I'll be quite upfront about it, as I always am, I'm quite conflicted about it for numerous reasons, but more so because House of Effie, Effie, the victim who really was the one who came forward in 2021 and has said that he raped her and that it was brutal violence. And she put out a statement. She was incredibly upset. She's very unhappy about the documentary. And she is. She's very unhappy. And she made it clear to the documentarians she did not want to participate. She did not want the documentary going out there. She feels that her trauma is being exploited and she feels that she has said no to the producers and they kept coming back and kept asking her and then they said that they were going to do it anyway because they didn't need her consent she says that that's just like on that's just what he did to her and so this is where jim and lisa we see oftentimes the re-victimization of victims don't we whether it's within the system and we have to remember this ongoing couldn't speak out because these what she has said is is a subject to an investigation. She probably didn't want to create a problem right. with the investigation. And, and in the UK, that would have been absolutely right. She would have been told not to speak out. But the other side to it, and I'm just going to flip that script, because why I'm conflicted is that if people don't speak out, then how do other victims know that there's a problem? And then they might come forward. And we know with R. Kelly, for example, that really those charges right. came about because of you know, numerous members of law enforcement, one who was in the FBI, watched the docu-series and felt so enraged about what R. Kelly had done. He then set about um, putting together an investigation and he was effectively responsible for that charge. So oftentimes it can ignite a fire for the right reasons. But I do feel conflicted because for Effie, it must feel 
like she's being exploited because they did use her statement that she made, which I think is available on YouTube and also various posts. And she feels very aggrieved about that. I don't know what your views are, Jim and Lisa. So we're talking about House of Hammer. I don't know if we said the name of the docuseries by Ellie Hakami and Julian P. Hobbs. And I agree, Laura. I am very conflicted. And maybe you can help me understand why. Because, of course, I want to hear, and they do, platform victims who willingly came forward and told their story about their intimate relationships with Army Hammer and the disturbing details about it. And it's really two different documentaries. Because one is, and I think that... One of them is much stronger than the other. So there's one about present day Army Hammer and his intimate relationships. And the other is about his aunt, Casey, and the legacy of the Hammer men. And I wanted to ask you about this, Laura, about generational coercive control. Now, that part of the documentary, I think, is very well done, very well researched and deserves the light of day. This other part just seems underdeveloped and rushed and very unfair to, as you said, to Effie, who who didn't want to be part of it. And she's currently, no charges have been brought against Hammer and he denies all accusations, but this investigation is ongoing and she probably doesn't want anything to mess that up. Yeah, Um, but I will say this though. I mean, as somebody who didn't know that, Effie did not want to participate. And I think the documentarians, now that you tell me this, they should have indicated that in one of those little captions. We wanted to have her participate, but she declined. However, this stuff that we're showing you is actually fair use or whatever it is, the reason why they're able to use it without her consent. So the fact is that if she didn't participate, they should have made that known because I assumed watching the documentary that she did participate and willingly. So learning that, yeah, that does disturb me. But I agree with you, Lauren Lisa, because as somebody who didn't know that, I was very glad to see her statement. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know you could go on the Internet and find it. I had no idea that that was out there until now. And I think It may be very difficult for her, but I hope she gets to a place. Perhaps it's going to be after whatever case is resolved, that the the complaint that she made against him. But I hope she gets to a place where that is not an issue anymore, where she can freely talk about what she went through if she decides to do that, and that she understands that her talking about it has saved other women and girls from the same fate. And I hope that. Everybody watches this and sees the gall of this guy and what he says and what he tells these girls to do and what he says he wants to do to them and what Effie said he did to her. They're just horrific things. It's not just BDSM sex like he's trying to make it out to be. What it is is actual sexual assault and rape that these allegations are. Now, again, he denies it, but. I don't have any reason to disbelieve the victims at this point who've come forward and their stories are very consistent and the behavior that they describe is very consistent with what I've seen in offenders. So there's a lot of credibility there in this cross corroboration. And I do think that I do hope that the investigation that's currently ongoing results in in justice for these victims. 
Whether you're shipping 100 packages a month or thousands, ShipStation lets you automate routine shipping tasks and easily handle returns. Manage orders, print labels, compare rates, optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications with ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard. Plus, you can access industry-leading discounted rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post, with discounts up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation, and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. Optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Use promo code WONDERY today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code WONDERY. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Please welcome Casey Hammer to the show. Thank you. I know that you talk about your mother in in the documentary, but around you, were there any adults who said, wait a minute, this is a kid, and this kid should not be exposed to this. No. I mean, we are the true definition of dysfunctional. And it's, again, threats of um, bodily harm or uh, retribution or disownment. I mean, there was always this, if you embarrass or do anything outside the family, and we were always photographed and surveilled, you know, the cameras by our own family. It was like they were watching every move we made. So when the allegations against army hammer were made public Mm -hmm. did you say of course this is this family how did you process it i wasn't surprised and the reason i say that is because what i experienced growing up was so familiar and it's not something tamarin that you just wake up one day and decide to become a monster it's a learned behavior and that's what um this documentary shows is it's a Mm multi-generational abuse a cycle To go back to coercive control, there's a, a couple of jump off points here because, you know, Jim, you sent me the screenshot showing that there is a trigger warning at the start of the docu-series saying, be advised that there are scenes of, and there's themes of, I think it says sexual abuse and domestic abuse and coercive control. And I was so pleased to see yeah. that. And of course, right. we talked about that. It's taken a long time to get coercive control included. And This case is absolutely about coercive control. And with coercive control, you tend to see sexual coercion. The the two go hand in hand. So Mm -hmm. firstly, when we think about those women who are brave enough to speak out, it must be very validating for them to have this docu-series, Courtney and Paige and Jessica and, and and Julia, and we'll talk about what they've said. But the backdrop that you mentioned, Lisa, the family, and we're to perhaps talk about that last, but that is an important context, the, the who he is and where he comes from. And that can't be negated. So I, I think it is an important context that they provide. And it was actually a TikTok 
star, Lauren, she goes under the TikTok handle at the Zen Blonde, who brought the two together. So I think that that's quite interesting as well, that she sort of broke the story on TikTok and it went viral. There was a book by Casey Hammer, and that book was called and is called Surviving My Birthright. And that book was written a number of years ago, but there wasn't really much pickup. No. Um, So that's interesting. Perhaps we'll come back to that. But that's really about her story and about the family. And then with Army Hammer and the allegations from multiple women, and we must remember it's multiple women. And as Jim said, when we hear what they're saying, and we're going to get into the detail of victimology and what they've said, there are very salient aspects to the behavior. And we have no reason, I have no reason to doubt the women either. But bringing those two contexts together, it was a TikToker who did that at the Zen Blonde, who then sort of had started to talk to Casey. So it really does show the power of social media, doesn't it? Then the Mm -hmm. documentarians decide they want to do a documentary on it. Um, And we see the TikToker, Lauren, in the actual docu-series. So joining things up, making the links. I think for me, that's what this docu-series is all about, because I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know anything about the family. And there are some revelations in part three that perhaps we'll get to about the grandfather, Dr. Armand Hammer, who I saw some of the issues that he was responsible for in the UK, but I didn't know it trapped back to him. Mm. And we're going to talk about what that is. So there's a lot of, for me, full circles here. And I think it is important that we do hear from victims, those who feel courageous and validated to speak out. But I also do worry about the impact of Effie and others who haven't spoken out of feeling that they're being re-victimized all over again. And, and by the way, LAPD did make a comment. There was an LA Times piece that was recently published by Amy Kaufman, who wrote a very good piece. And Effie did do a, a short statement for her, but didn't speak directly about it other than saying that the way they've been exploiting my trauma is disgusting. But LAPD did begin investigating Army Hammer, and they basically have said that there is a specialist prosecutor looking at the case, and once law enforcement has completed their investigation and submits the case to our office, we'll conduct an evaluation file criminal charges that are supported by the evidence. So when we say that there are no charges, for me it's a no charges yet. It's not that there are no charges. So I think that's quite important. And what we do know is when people speak out, normally you get a lot more victims. And here we're talking about women who may well have come forward that we don't know anything about since the docu-series is out there. But there is controversy around the docu-series and lots of different things now that are coming up. For example, bite marks that apparently are not bite marks from Army Hammer on one of the victims. And that's just broken in the news today. But before we sort of get into that, I guess we should talk about the starting point of the victims. And maybe we talk about Courtney, first of all, because that's really who we first see in the docu-series. We know it all began with Effie, and it is important to to say that. She was brave enough to say something. And, And I do just want to make the point that legally the documentarians can use that information that she posted because it's in the public domain. But is it morally and ethically right? And Jim, we're documentarians, and that's the question that's eating away at me, is is it morally and ethically correct if somebody says, please do not? 
Because the other side to that is, would any film, would any documentary ever be made if you had to get permissions of everybody? So that's why I keep going back and forth on it, because there is merit at times to produce something and create something that does sort of lance the boil, as it were, on on in particular men's behaviour. And I do take issue when people call it unsavoury behaviour or mm-hmm. dark side behaviour, because this isn't about unsavoury behaviour, actually, about is crime. it? No, it's, it's about criminal, criminal behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we so lots of things to grapple with. I was going to say, when we first meet Courtney, I mean, I was just very struck, and I call this, I think everybody's beautiful. You're beautiful, Laura. Jim's beautiful. We're all beautiful in yeah, our own way well. but what i say what i when i look at courtney i i call her extremely commercially symmetrical because oh. her features are very striking right she's she's beautiful in that commercial fashion model way and and she has a very powerful presence to me she's wearing all red she's got this coat over her shoulders her hair is perfect her nails are perfect and she just looks like somebody who nobody would ever be able to take control of she's a business Mm -hmm. owner she's whip smart she could probably have any man or woman that she wanted um she doesn't look like and i'm putting in inverted commas a victim right mm. um and i just wonder well which you- shows you that anybody could be victimized anybody can well if you look at his grooming process um and his course of control methodology i think that you, that answers the question of how why her and she said right away he started sharing intimate details of his life and love bombing her. And she felt compelled to do the same, to share intimate details of her life and which later were used against her. But she said he, he was so vulnerable. I wanted to help him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the love bombing. Oh, you're so amazing. You've changed my life. I can't live without you. All that kind of stuff. And so it's things we've seen before. But here's a guy who rather than being some dumpy clown that we saw in the love fraud, uh, this is somebody who's actually handsome. He's, you know, comes from billionaire family and he has uh, Hollywood credits to his name. I mean, he's he's a Hollywood actor. So he's got all that in his favor, despite the fact that he'd have you believe that he's sort of a victim. Everybody was against him. He's got all this stacked up against him, which is just complete and utter bullshit. He's he's led a privileged life since the minute he was born. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad free top podcasts included with your prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You hear that? Your dog knows spring is coming sooner than you think. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. Fleas are an itchy nuisance and can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. PetMed's pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best flea and tick products for your pet. 
PetMeds offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Simperica, and more. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com promo code PODCAST for 40% off your first auto ship order. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly a silver spoon kid, isn't he? There's no two ways about that. In, in who he is and he's archetypally very good looking. You're not just talking, you know, he is a, a, a good looking guy. And I agree with you, Lisa, when Courtney comes on, incredibly well put together, very eloquent, very powerful, actually, in the way that she speaks. And I believe that he has a victim preferential type. So I, I think that the women are chosen for a particular reason, as as we always know. But I want to take a back step of how they met because they actually met briefly in real life first, whereas with other women, he targets them online. Mm. And, you know, the first thing to say about that is that there was no big moment between them when they met in a bar in 2019. But he followed up, found her on Instagram and messages her. And the process was quite slow uh, in in reality of them getting to know each other before um, anything else. And she sees that he's got a blue check. Blue tick, right? And I do want to say something about about blue ticks because people immediately think blue tick or lots of followers, and we've talked about this with Tinder Swindler, you know, that someone's safe. That doesn't mean to say that they're safe just because they've got the blue check. Second to that, she did her due diligence. She was looking online. She did find out he was married. She did ask him questions about that. Every time she asked him something, he or sage her concerns. So he managed to quiet her instincts when things weren't quite right. And yes, he did tell her that he had been separated for two years, even though he had two children, and he lied to her. And that's what I mean by quietening her mind. Every time there was a question mark, he would say the right thing. But he shares vulnerability with her, their trauma. She then shares vulnerability. And I see that a lot in cases mm. that you feel safe because someone is telling you something. Where actually, it's a red flag. If someone tells you something too early before a trust bond or intimacy is established, it's a red flag because intimacy takes time. You can't just, you know, somebody who just opens up and tells you their whole life story. That's unusual for that to happen immediately when you haven't really seen each other in real life or spent time together. Mm-hmm. But then he starts complimenting her, making her feel safe, but also the compliments, the love bombing. And in fact, this episode is called Love Bomb, isn't it? Which, again, I'm really pleased that the language is getting out there. So for me, that was they were big tick marks for the documentarians that they're using the right language. They're getting it in the zeitgeist. They're letting Courtney tell her story. Very powerful. But also the fact that when she says about him, they haven't met yet. She's gone away to, I think it was the Hamptons. He turns up at her property in Dallas. That was creep, it, creepy. So creepy. creepy. Right. Creepy. I mean, and, and not, she's, the first, not the not the last creepy thing he did. Not the last creepy thing, but these sorts of things where he's saying that he's on the scent of her, or I'm trying to find your scent, and she initially feels this is creepy and scary. He then quietens her concerns again, and she then starts to think that this is flattering. But all the time, the thought that's in her head that means her instinct was saying it's a problem. But he leaves her a note, not a romantic note but a note that basically says, I want to bite the fuck out of you, or I'm going to bite the fuck out Mm -hmm. of you. I mean, 
what most women would think about that is it romantic gesture? Run away! <laughs> run for the hills. Right. We're not judging her for that. That to us is a is a real big red flag, and she saw it in a different light because she thought he was being romantic. romantic. But this is the issue, and Jim and Lisa. But, and it's a societal issue. It's not an individual person issue. It's how girls are groomed about what romance is. It's about how we're led to believe that this is a romantic gesture versus actually this is something that's freaking creepy. In the UK, for example, and I use this image as an example when I'm training people, and I just did it this week, we had an advert for milk tray chocolates, okay? And it was a balaclava-clad man, a man fully, fully dressed in black, swinging through a woman's window in the middle of the night to leave these chocolates for her, right? That's what was depicted as romance. I can tell you no woman came up with that concept. It oh. was absolutely a male concept. Oh, God. Exactly. When you have these things in the cultural zeitgeist of what romance is, it's no wonder women initially feel, shit, this is scary. And then they start to, okay, well, no, this is quite flattering, actually. No, it's just a gesture. He's just a bit unusual. It's because he likes me and he's just expressing himself. So it's not a judgment on Courtney. It's also a bigger judgment about how girls and women are groomed about what romance looks like. Well, there's so much more in this very brief docuseries, three episodes, to talk about because we're going to get into the Armand Hammer family and uh, their history, which is disturbing. But we want to thank everybody for listening. Until next time. This is Real Crime Profile, signing off. Real Crime Profile was created by Jim Clementi, Laura Richards, and Lisa Zambetti. Produced by Laura Richards, Lisa Zambetti, Jim Clementi, and XG Productions. And distributed by Wondery. Editing by Nick Jaworski at Podcast Monster. Logo art by Jim Clementi. Music composed and performed by Simba Tsumba. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Real Crime Profile ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have a crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice. Only on Freebie.